0: This episode is brought to you by Living in the Light Co. Brooke started this as a passion project in 2019 while working full-time as a nurse. In 2020, she felt God was calling her to use it as a ministry and left nursing to pursue this full-time. All L-I-T-L Co. apparel is designed custom by Brooke. No items are purchased through mass sellers. All of the bows and scrunchies are wholesale through small U.S. businesses and are handmade. Their goal is to wholesale through more and more small businesses so that customers know where their items are sourced, who is making them, and ultimately can be reassured that when they spend money with them, it is going to wholesome families who are creating beautiful things to support themselves. And personally, my favorite part about them, their priority is to ensure that LITL Co. is 100% spiritually based and run, and they do not cave to culture. So, head over to their website, www.litlco.com, and use the code THOSEGIRLS to get 10% off of your purchase. Thanks. Reiterate with everyone, too, that, like, this isn't, um, like, college doesn't have to be this big, crazy, like, I'm doing drugs, I'm sleeping with everyone, I'm doing because everyone around you is probably going to be doing that it's going to feel like you need to too but it doesn't have to be and there's nothing wrong with going out dancing with your friends and having a good time but you do need to have those boundaries and you need to come up with those boundaries before you make any decisions yeah if you just go into life and you just go into doing things just willy-nilly you're going Mm -hmm. to fall for everything use express on this podcast or our own and do not reflect our employers enjoy hello everyone you're listening to those are the girls with mallory and friends i'm mallory and i'm abby and we are changing culture and bringing back traditional values so we have our true crime super sleuth um couch detective whatever you want to call it back with us abby um but she also has some really exciting news before we even get into what the topic is today she has some really exciting news abby can you tell us uh what's going on with you i'm engaged (laughs) Yay.
1: yay so that's really exciting how does it feel it feels good it's been really fun we did our engagement photos tonight so yeah haven't picked a wedding date yet but we're in the process so yeah
0: yeah it could probably be kind of hard right now too especially because our place is still kind of like up in the
1: air about like COVID stuff um yeah I don't know we haven't really looked too much into it yet we've just oh, okay. like met with the priest from the church that we want to get married at so to like because we're catholic so we had to kind of oh, get so you the to, started got it got it so yeah. then you have
0: to do it in your church anyway oh so that's a right. easier then yeah
1: yeah Well, they have they have like a bunch of marriage prep stuff that you have to do for the catholic church which I I mean I've enjoyed what we've done so far I think it's like really valuable it gets you to have like those oh yeah conversations like so yeah it's been good. (laughs) Yeah,
0: that's good. And I think too, even if you aren't Catholic, if you're Mm. Christian in general, if you're Jewish, honestly,
1: if you're an atheist, you definitely should do premarital counseling.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I
1: I like that the Catholic church requires it. I think it's valuable for everyone. Yeah, yeah. I've been to
0: certain churches, you know, like with Protestants, like it's their own, like this is their own thing. Mm. I've been to certain churches where they won't marry you unless that you do premarital and they also won't marry you unless they know you fairly decently so like they won't do because i know um one of my friends was trying to find a place because he wants to have a destination wedding they were trying to find a place and the church wouldn't was like well we don't know you so we can't sit up there and say yeah rah rah go for it so i i like that i think that's very respectable when the church does that i appreciate that
1: because marriage isn't yeah. a joke no, it's, it's, it's a, it's a big deal. Yeah. 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 It definitely is a little like daunting to think, oh my gosh, the rest of my life. But like, yeah. you know, when you know, you know, like yeah. it's, there's just the feeling you have and you know, you'll, you'll get there.
0: Yeah. That's so exciting. Well, I'm yeah, happy for you. you. Um, that's good news. The rest of the episode is not going to be good news. Kind um, of a bummer. Yeah. 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 It's, it's kind of a bummer. Um, Part of The reason why I did want to do this, so we're going to talk about Lauren Spear, Spire, Spire, Spearer, I think is here. Yeah, Ooh, I'm terrible <laughs> with names, uh, okay. I will not say her last name again this episode. We're talking about <laughs> Lauren, and um, she, um, oh, what, oh, yeah, part of the reason why I wanted to do this episode is because, like I said before, we like to do a thing at the end where we talk about a lesson, and I was like a little bit obsessed with this case for a good couple of weeks and I was like this is a perfect lesson um case like this is a the perfect case to talk there's so many lessons in this there's so many twists and turns and I just think this is something that we should be knowledgeable about and also too she's still missing so I think it's good for us to I mean who knows who's listening to this who knows who knows somebody who knows that that they might think they know somebody so it this is just a I think this will be a great episode um so this is the case of Lauren and she went missing and actually Abby you got it from here I I, you know what? yeah I'll start I have a little
1: like background and stuff so Perfect. we'll start at the very beginning yeah yeah so Lauren Spearer was born on January 17th 1991 to parents Charlene and Robert Spearer she was raised in scarsdale new york which is noted as like a wealthy community so she had like a pretty good upbringing it sounds yeah. like graduated which, from- wait sorry, sorry two seconds which i was want to say is like something to just think about like
0: she's when we keep talking like you said she's wealthy she's a nice loving parent so anything can happen to anybody
1: Yeah, it's it's sad, too, because like uh, I watched interviews with her parents and they were like, we never like dropping her off at college. We never thought she was ever in danger. Anything like this could happen. Uh, So, So sad. It's really sad. Yeah. But so, yeah, she graduated from Edgemont High School in 2009 and then went on to attend Indiana University in Bloomington, Indiana, where she studied textiles merchandising because she wanted to have a career in the fashion industry um but yeah a little like kind of interesting thing I've like never heard of anything like this before but Lauren had attended Camp Tawanda in Pennsylvania like during the summers in her youth and there she met her boyfriend Jesse Wolf and another friend Jay Rosenbaum who's like kind of a prominent character in the story okay and like a bunch of other friends who then they all went to IU together (laughs) so
0: I was listening to a podcast um so her national or not national her ethnicity was Jewish is Jewish if she's still alive anyway and it's apparently the girl on the podcast was saying she's Jewish and she's like it's part of like Jewish culture to attend Mm. these camps which is very interesting because I was watching um the marvelous Mrs. Maisel and she attends a camp on the show and I remember thinking like that's like they're adults why are they doing that but that's like kind of part of like ri- and she's from new york okay. and she's rich so it kind of like i from my understanding with the girl um, the jewish girl was saying on the podcast that's just kind of like what they do you attend like summer okay. camp every year eight weeks it's you and all of your jewish friends and that's just kind of how you spend your summers you make tons of friends it's like part of their culture which uh, i just found
1: really fun <laughs>
0: Hi. yes and no it sounds fun to be with your friends like that and to meet people that you I love the idea well I loved the idea it's not so much now that we don't have like summers but I love the idea of like having friends here and then having friends there and -hmm. then them not meeting so like not that you can be different people but like different parts of your personality can shine I love that the part that does not sound fun to me is like you have to be in like 10 or like cabins there's like animals out there that just doesn't you're not into the camping life not a... oh my goodness no 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 no, no. okay it's not right. me I I camped once and it was like the it was awful we <laughs> never stopped... again for Mallory never again never again but okay. yeah so
1: continue <laughs> so yeah I just I thought it was kind of interesting that like yeah. she had this group of friends from camp and they like all ended up going to Indiana University together yeah. like it's kind of nice for her she had this like built-in friend group already yeah yeah um so she went to Indiana University. Freshman year, all was well, and then sophomore year is when this all went down. It was, um, it happened on Thursday, June second, two thousand eleven. She Lauren spent the night drinking with several of her friends. Uh, her boyfriend Jesse was not there, uh, and. All they really have from him that night was they texted back and forth a little bit, and then he went to bed like hours before any of this happened. So he's like not really involved.
0: Yeah. Um. But well, he's not really involved that we
1: know. I know he's not like directly there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean,
0: who knows? He could be. Well, I'm saying that because her parents have like I don't know if Mm -hmm. you. I only heard it one podcast, but they were saying that her parents like set up a lawsuit and including him and a couple others. but we'll get to that later, but yeah, Yeah, we'll
1: get to it. Yeah. Um, So first I kind of wanted to go through like a little timeline of events. Yes. Perfect. Like what happened. So, like I said, she started the night out drinking with several of her friends, but there's sort of this like four hour window that where like some notable stuff happens. So I'm just going to like go through that. So first off at 1230 AM is when Spear left her apartment with a friend named David Rohn and they went to that friend I mentioned before Jay Rosenbaum who she knew from this camp they went to his apartment uh and that is where Lauren met up with Jay's neighbor Corey Rossman who is another prominent character in the story mm-hmm. so that's twelve thirty a.m so then 1:46 a.m Lauren uh was at Kilroy's sports bar having drinks with her friends and I mean, yeah, it sounds pretty normal, you know, I'm college kid going out yeah. it's really late at night. It was the I, only was, thing. I was like, I am ready for bed by then.
0: <laughs> I was thinking like my days when we would go out, I, especially in college, cause that's the other thing I wanted to get into. So like, uh, um, in my college we had, I mean, it was only really available for a couple of nights cause eventually got shut down cause people just got too wild, but we had a college night at a, bar that was like close it was called above because it was like a restaurant and then like the dance floor was like above it's a cute name. Oh,
1: fun.
0: yeah so above was like walking distance if you really wanted to you could walk there from campus or like the apartments like there's just like a, a group of apartments near there that weren't school associated so you could walk there if you really wanted to and there were a couple of nights where I did but I would never like if it's twelve forty and we're not there I
1: mean call it a night I, I just that couldn't, I don't know I, how they did that. That is one of the things I disliked the most about college is that people didn't go out until like 10 or 11 PM. I'm like, I'm trying to be phone by that. <laughs> right. Right. So, <laughs> like if we, in my head, I was like, if we hadn't, I
0: wouldn't mind leaving at 10. I feel like 10 is not that bad. Like we it's hadn't made our,
1: yeah, right.
0: Like if we hadn't made our concrete plans by 10. I was mm. going to bed. Cause that's the other thing too. I'm not, the, I just wasn't the type that would just like, kind of like wait around, like, all right, what to do, like, if we haven't, if we haven't decided by 10, you guys, I'll see you tomorrow, we'll try again, you know, we did the Thursday thing, too, Thursdays, because most people didn't have classes on Fridays, so yeah. Thursdays was our, like, most popular game,
1: so, yeah, yeah, I think that's pretty common in college to go out yeah. on Thursdays, so, yeah, Thursday night, yep, 1 a.m., she's at the sports bar with her friends, Um, nothing too out of the ordinary, uh, but then, so two twenty-seven a.m. rolls around, which I'm like, I'm a little confused because all the bars uh, near my college campus closed at two. So I was, I like, was going to say S- doing S- open this late?" Right, two one forty-five. They like wrap it up. They start. Yeah, last the yeah. 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 But yeah, that was when uh, Lauren left Kilroy's this bar that she was at with Corey Rossman, who is her friend, Jay Rosenbaum's neighbor. So Lauren, when she left the bar, she left her cell phone and her shoes at the bar and, um, and I that guess
0: kind of tells you. That you know, kind of, like,
1: speaks to her level of inebriation. But yeah, I did sure. read that she took her shoes off because they had this, like, outdoor sand-covered patio. And I was like, okay, well, that's a little more understandable because it is kind of hard to walk in the sand with shoes on. Yeah, that's um, fair. But you're not but believe- the fact that she forgot her them. shoes and phone, it's like, all right, yeah. go <laughs> like, Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Corey... Then walked Lauren to her apartment complex. Uh, they got there at 2:30 a.m. and they walked into the apartment complex she lived. Uh, and on it's it's noted that on their way there, a passerby named Zach Oaks like noticed that Lauren was like not doing great, like that she was really really drunk. And he asked if she was okay. And I guess Corey just kind of brushed him off. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, she's fine. Like, don't worry about it." And kept walking. So, I mean, it, it was like noticeable how yeah how like drunk she was so then 248 rolls around um and Lauren and Corey left Lauren's apartment complex which I'm like girl you are home stay home yeah
0: (laughs) sometimes you gotta learn like the night when the night is over the night is over
1: yeah nothing good happens after 2 a.m like it just it literally never nothing nothing positive you should be in your bed by two seriously (laughs) so they left her apartment complex and entered a nearby alley and security camera footage shows that shows them exiting the alley at 2 51 a.m mm. they walked towards an empty lot which they later found lauren's purse and keys like on this oh. little route that they walked i hadn't
0: heard that okay that's yeah yeah
1: so she's like a mess she's, drunk. Yeah. she's leaving things she's losing things like yeah and she I, I read somewhere she tripped and fell twice like i read somewhere that he, too a mess <laughs> like and I, definitely I, shouldn't be going out going anywhere you know yeah and I heard um,
0: and and one of the podcasts I listened to she was like I think it was between going to from the bar to her house mm-hmm. a girl saw her and saw her fall just head forward and heard the sound of her head hitting the ground and mm-hmm. I'm like that's a concussion because like you if for you to hit your head that hard on the ground first of all you're drunk you're, you have to be so drunk that you can't even hold your head up and then yeah. second for them to be able to hear it that means that was like a really hard hit if yeah, like get this
1: girl home yeah um, that's
0: why uh we'll get this I know so many I, thoughts. I,
1: I, every ugh. time it comes up that she left her apartment after she was already that drunk I'm like girl what are you yeah. doing <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh, but Sometimes yeah. you just so, gotta
0: know when to end, to end the night. That's another, that's lesson number one, people listening, yes. especially those of you going to college.
1: Just know sometimes you just gotta end the night. You, there oh will my be gosh. another night. 100%. Just end it. See, I'm giving her grace because she's only 20. Like, right. I was good. I was also that girl when I was 20. I was like, right. let's keep the party going. You yeah. Know? Like, just, it's just no, five let, y'all. Let tell, let's keep going. Yeah. Let me tell all <laughs> you 20 year olds out there don't, don't. <laughs> go home.
0: Get yeah. in bed.
1: You'll thank yourself in the morning. I
0: promise. <laughs> and what helps me to get out of that, to get mm-hmm. out of the mindset, like, we got to keep going is like, I realized that just came from a mindset of like, I don't know if I'm ever going to have a night like this again, but you literally do. <laughs> like, literally you can have a like, Right. It,
1: <laughs> you can oh, have yeah. another good Same night. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah. It's not like yep.
1: you will have other good nights. Just remember exactly. that. Exactly. Okay. okay. So she, Okay. We're really Here we go. Uh, okay. Yeah. So she, she lost her, her purse and her keys on this like route. So next, uh, Cor- Corey, he is also very intoxicated. He like is stumbling, like, and on the way up to his apartment, he like vomited in the stairwell. So they are both just like hot mess right now. <laughs> like it's, they both need to go to bed. <laughs> yes. Like definitely. So They go to Corey's apartment and they run into his roommate, Michael Beth, who lives at the same apartment as Corey. And uh, he, Michael, I guess, had to like drag Corey to bed, like, because he was like so messed up. He, He like took him to bed and put him in there. And once he came out, he... He tried to convince Lauren, like he was like, yo, stay over. Like it's really late. You're really drunk. I'm worried about you. Like, just we got a couch, just stay. And she was like, no, no, no. Like, I want to go home. She insisted on returning to her apartment. Um so then at 3:30 a.m. Michael, this roommate, called Jay Rosenbaum, Lauren's friend, who is also his neighbor um and asked if he would come over to take care of lauren because i guess lauren was like trying to get michael to like go back to her apartment and drink more with her which i'm like girl (laughs) yeah that i mean that's what
0: everybody in all the podcasts everything i read was saying Mm -hmm. that she was definitely like let's keep going let's keep going let's keep going and like that is very much i feel like once you get to a certain level i mean that could be your mindset because and you have to have people in your life to be like stop
1: yeah and i feel like
0: And you have to. I guess you also have to reciprocate because it sounds like Mike did not. He was like, "Nah, like go to sleep, go to sleep." Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: um, but I mean, it shouldn't have gotten to the point where she was like that anyway. I mean, if she's fall, I just can't get over the idea of like her falling and hear like you
1: can hear it hit the ground. And after this, she's like still wanting to keep partying, like she just doesn't have the wherewithal to be like, "No, I need to stop." Like,
0: yeah, yeah, it's a
1: a mess, whole mess, such a mess. Um, anyways, yeah, Michael was like, Nah, dude, like, I'm you're not drinking anymore, you are like a mess right now. And And he probably, oh, sorry to cut you off
0: really quick. He didn't really know her. So I'm also thinking he might've been like, this is uncomfortable. You're super drunk. I'm a guy. I don't know you. Like, I don't want to be caught in a situation either. Yeah.
1: I was, I don't, I don't get the vibe. She even really knew Corey that well. I think he was just her friend's neighbor. So he's probably, he is like two degrees separated. (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Michael is just like, yeah, yeah. Who is this random girl? (laughs) Exactly. And honestly, what Michael probably thought, and you know, just putting myself in a situation, he probably saw his friend come back drunk friend come back with another drunk person nice. and there's two of them and he's in college he's not stupid so he's probably thinking like okay this is about to be some sort of situation but then the uh Corey throws up and this girl is clearly and he's like okay this is not this is a bad situation you go to bed you need to sleep at least on the couch or go home. Like something needs yeah. to be done. He's just trying to like <laughs> set
1: out the fires. So yeah, the fire. yeah, yeah. So yeah, eventually then uh, Jay, or Lauren went to Jay's apartment, her friend. Um, Cause he is her neighbor, lives right there. She just, he was just like, all right, dude, she's your problem now. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so when she arrived, Jay noticed that Lauren had a bruise under her eye and he assumed she had fallen because of how drunk she was and Lauren was like I don't know how I got the bruise because she's like messed up right and I'm guessing that's probably like what you were talking about Mallory the the girl who heard like when she fell like face first and like she doesn't even remember falling or she she's probably not feeling any pain right now like oh yeah she is uh so she she's like fully like in a bad place this is definitely
0: one of those situations where like at my college you would have called to get her stomach pumped I feel like that's how
1: drunk oh yeah
0: she sounds like
1: call like campus safety yeah call public safety and be like hey this girl needs to go and yeah yeah. Let me continue so Lauren left Jay's apartment then and that is the last anybody, the last known sighting of Lawrence Spear. And fun fact, um, well, I guess not fun
0: fact, fact. Um, so there's cameras everywhere in that area. The cameras never picked her up leaving the apartment. They picked her up going in, but they never picked her up leaving the apartment because the cameras didn't work at the apartment complex. And then none of the cameras in the town picked her up. So yeah, that's pretty much the this story. Is- yeah
1: (laughs) yeah but following that then Jay made two phone calls to friends and neither picked up and neither he didn't leave voicemails for either of them um but yeah Jay basically said that he like watched her like cross the street towards her apartment and as soon as he couldn't see her that was it like nobody knows what happens after that or at least that's the story yeah she was barefoot had this bruise under her eye, didn't have her cell phone, didn't have her purse, didn't have her keys, because she had she didn't lost them. her keys. Yep. And she was wearing black leggings and a white shirt and just this barefoot girl, like wandering at four 30 in the morning. And a reminder,
0: she, um, I don't know if you said this, but she was four 90 pounds.
1: Yeah. She's teeny tiny, tiny. Mm-hmm.
0: And another thing, um, okay. So okay let's go back before I say this other thing I was thinking of um so the beginning of the night I think we can go through it and maybe like just discuss so they oh actually sorry mind going a thousand miles right now okay so before I say that she also had a heart condition that's another thing to remind people so she is completely intoxicated Mm -hmm. like drunk as a skunk as they say Mm -hmm. um And she also has a heart condition and she's teeny
1: tiny. So these are like a mixture. Very, very high risk behavior.
0: Yes, yes. And one to clarify, we're not blaming Lauren at all, Um, but we do want everyone listening, especially like our young college girls that do listen and people who are going to college and also, too, it's almost going to be when this comes out, it will either be Christmas break or almost Christmas break. And this happened at the end of her semester. So I know how it is in the, the semester in college. You're like, oh, thank God. So you kind of want to like chillax and then you're kind of celebrating. So then things escalate and escalate. So I do want you guys to just listen to this and be aware. I don't want anybody to feel like scared. I don't think you should be you know, fearful of everybody coming out because, I mean, when we get to theories. Uh, Actually, let's do theories now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: So, um, yeah, I mean, following all of that, her boyfriend, Jesse, was the one who ended up uh, reporting her missing because he texted her phone and he like a bar employee, like somebody who found her phone at the bar responded, basically saying, like, your girl left her phone here and then like after nobody had could get in contact with her nobody had seen her she wasn't at her apartment he reported her missing and that's yeah. kind of how this all started so
0: and that's good I think that to me that's good in his favor that he did all that he tried to find her and he reported her missing and it was within yeah. a couple of hours I believe a couple of hours of realizing like hey nobody yeah. knows where she
1: is he, he didn't waste any time yeah. yeah so I mean I personally don't think that he was involved um I just, I I don't really, from everything I read and watched, I didn't really see a lot of evidence pointing to that.
0: I don't think he is either. I know that um, they, a lot of things that people point to that he had to have something, he has to know something is um, the lawyer thing and about how his family, um, he searched for her two days. I think it was like that Friday, Mm -hmm. Saturday, and then he withdrew from the school and his parents took him back to New York right and i know some people think that's suspicious but like the reality is the first person they're going to look at is him and his parents were smart like you know we both have taken law classes i mean you're getting your jd eventually i'm going to finish getting my masters eventually one day and um we know like in class they like you you need to be on the offense at all times you know, it's smart for you. If situation like this, you should automatically don't say a thing to anybody.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Do not like, yeah, don't say a thing to anybody. Yeah. So I think it's, that was smart. I, I, think, I, I think that think probably
1: was, was their thinking behind doing all of that to pulling yeah. him out of school and everything. Like I, I think he comes from a very like wealthy mm-hmm. family and with, you know, they, they have money, they have resources and they're, they see what's happening and they know, okay, we need to be smart here.
0: Yeah. And I, yeah. So I don't think that makes him look guilty. I know a lot of people like on Reddit and stuff are like, this is so suspicious. I'm like, no, it's not. It's smart. And if you have the money, the time. I mean, we need to keep in
1: mind too that he is like a college student too. And like, this is just what his family is telling him to do. Right. Right. They're trying to protect themselves. And And he's
0: probably not even thinking himself. Like, if I was in that situation, I would probably be on full like listen to whatever my parents say mode. I I can't even imagine. Yeah. Even at like 21, I cannot eat like, especially at 21, I wouldn't know what to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so there are three main theories as to what happened to Lauren and I'll go into all of them. Um, We'll start with the accidental overdose theory. Um, So basically Lauren's friends and her boyfriend and like like several people reported that she had used drugs and drank alcohol on the night of her disappearance um and kind of like some evidence started to come out that she like might have been abusing drugs Mm -hmm. um because I guess Jesse's mother claimed that Lauren had been asked to leave summer camp years years before this because she had been caught using drugs so she said quote this poor little girl is not with us today because of her drug abuse, which I think that's kind of a hefty claim. That's a huge claim. And as a mom Considering there's was, not any evidence to back that up. Yeah. And, and that's a little victim blaming too, I think.
0: A hundred percent. Yeah. She's trying to not, you know, I don't think that was the right call, but yeah. she's trying to protect her son. She's trying she's to deflecting. Get, yeah. She's deflecting. Like, yeah. yeah she's deflecting so. but yeah especially because like they were dating for like three years so you would think that she would even see her as a daughter so you wouldn't want to say something like that but I mean right. she just put it all out there every podcast I listen to they mentioned that the mom said I that, that I think that's a bit much I um, know I wouldn't have said that but she's trying to get the heat off her son so
1: yeah things mom yeah. Knew. well on September 2nd 2010 which is nine months before Lawrence's disappearance. Uh, Lauren was arrested on charges of public intoxication and illegal consumption because she was underage.
0: Um, I don't think I heard this either. Yeah
1: yeah so she has that charge and then police also found a small amount of cocaine in her bedroom following her disappearance. So I did hear that. There's kind of like these little things that are pointing to like maybe that she might have had some substance abuse problems um, which I think is something that I wanted to bring up just because I think especially with college students, a lot of times it's like, well, I'm in college. Of course. Like I'm partying, you know, like this, I'm young. I'm like, I'm living, you know, but it's like, I think that there is a very fine line between I'm young. I'm a college student. I'm having fun and like having an actual problem. Yeah. And I think a, a lot of people, especially in college, don't they fail to realize that because when you think of like an alcoholic or like a drug abuser, you think of like a homeless guy in a gutter or like, you know, a 60 year old dude who's been drinking every day since he was in his twenties. Like you don't think of like, cause it is extremely possible. And it does happen that like kids this young can have substance abuse problems. So I just, I I'm curious to know your thoughts, Mallory, like, where do you think the line is?
0: Okay. I've been thinking about that too, because you're right. I feel like in college, I mean, even like drinking habits, just drinking habits in general, we'll go to that first. The way people drink in college is not, like, if you took that drinking habit in college and put it on a 30-year-old in a career with kids, that's an alcoholic. But in college, it's kind of like, oh, that's just what we do. Like, oh, yeah, that's just how life is. So, like, it it, it does feel like college is a time where, like, things don't really not so they don't matter but like you're just doing different things yeah I will it's say, not
1: real life it's college life exactly like, that's what yeah. it feels
0: like I so what is that's how I feel about like drinking now when I and honestly and marijuana too because I feel like people just I didn't even know what that was when I got to college and I mean left and right people who you know the, the valedictorian and then the Anyway, that's a whole nother conversation. But when it comes to things like cocaine, though, I just, I really do see cocaine as this bigger, like drug, but I am realizing though, I mean, I would never do it like no judgment to those who do or have partaken in it. I just know that like, I would never do it yeah. because I just really feel like that to me, that's a lot. And I don't think it's just like this easy, fun little thing, because I don't know. I've just never heard a story of someone I've heard of people like trying it, but I've never heard a story of like, yeah, I tried it a couple times and then I was fine. I hear like, yeah, I tried it. Oh, not for me. Mm -hmm. I, because people who usually try it a couple of times kind of get addicted to it. It's it's highly, highly addictive. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I do have one or two friends that have like tried it. Like just to try it, I, I don't know. That it's never appealed to me, so I've, I've never even I've thought never
1: about done it. Done hard
0: drugs ever? I've never even me, thought about I, it. Yeah, <laughs> to me that. Like, I-
1: I, mean, I already I, have
0: an addictive personality. Like I can't even imagine how I would react. Like, I get addicted right. to TV
1: shows. Like I can't imagine. Yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I am never messing with that. I like, like I, I drink alcohol like occasionally, Yeah. like, you know, in social situations with my family, with my fiance, you know, that kind right, of stuff. Right. And I have tried marijuana in the past and I hated, hated, hated how it made me feel. I was so anxious. I was like, I'm never touching that stuff again. Like I've, yeah, I can't even imagine what anything else would do to me. <laughs> like. Yeah,
0: so like, that's what, I don't see it like that. But I have realized though, people see it that way. People see cocaine, people see I like L, uh, LSD, those things. And I'll, let me tell the story really quick. I'll mm. never forget. I was, uh, it was my sophomore year in college. We went to um, this uh, frat party at, um, Another school, so our school didn't really, like, there was a party scene, but not really. So there's another school that um, was, like, down the street, and we would go to their stuff sometimes. So I went, and I will never forget this. It was this guy who was sitting there by himself, completely, like, low-key drooling, like, dazed, drugged. Like, he was on something. But I, like, sweet little girl from North Carolina, had never seen anything like that. And, like, I, I grew up in a very, everybody, I tell us all the time, we grew up in a very small bubble. So I had never seen anything like that. So I was going to the bathroom, and I saw him, and I was like, oh, my God, like, what? And I, like, tapped him. I was like, are you okay? And he didn't really say anything. And I was like, do you know where your friends are? And he's just sat there. And then my friend was like, come on, come on, we're going to do blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, what about this guy? He's like, oh, his friends are probably here. And I was like, so we're just going to leave this, this guy. Like, he's seen, like he's not here. Like he was just so drugged out. Like now that I'm older, I kind of know what was going on, but I had, like, I had never seen anything like that. I had no idea what was going on. It was scary. And then we came back and passed and he wasn't there. Like he was Mm -hmm. gone. So I'm assuming his friends walked and took him someplace. But I just remember thinking like that, that scared me. And I feel like though, that guy is probably like the reality is, especially because like, um, the schools that were there are pretty decent schools. That guy's probably like, A captain of the financial something in his area or something or another, and probably doesn't, hasn't touched a drug in years. So, like, that's what I mean. Like, the whole that era in college, it just feels like people just do all these things. And then all of a sudden, they're like lawyers and judges and like teachers, and they're just going about their life as if none of this stuff happened, which makes me think, like, could the cocaine have been one of those things mm-hmm. or was it a serious problem I mean mm-hmm. it sounds like well here's the other thing too though I was thinking about the summer camp I wonder how old she was at the summer camp when
1: they found the drugs and then I wondered the, that too I
0: because, was like would she have yeah.
1: like a teenager in high school when this happened because if so that is a huge I'm, problem <laughs> I was gonna say
0: that's worrisome like if yeah. she really was, if she was like in high school and then they said drugs so once again though like Do they mean like marijuana? Because some people don't consider marijuana a drug, but I know people, you know, Mm -hmm. 40, 50 plus do.
1: So I think we, like, we we say, was his mom like blowing something out of proportion? Right, right. Or was it like, you know, an innocent teenage thing? Or was it an actual serious offense? Exactly. Like, it could have been
0: like, it could have even been something like having um, one of those bowls things, Mm -hmm. or it could have been like she was doing, Meth, you know, like it drugs is so broad it, that we yeah. don't really, they weren't specifying. So back to that. So I don't know. I wonder, like, when, like, is it? It feels like college doesn't count when it comes to that stuff.
1: See, I think a lot of people have the mindset like, oh yeah, like you can do that in college, but if you're like 25 or older and like still doing that, then you're an alcoholic. And it's yeah. like, but why do you get a pass in college? I've <laughs> thought of that because I have said that before. I have said yeah. like, yeah, if I'm still doing blah,
0: blah, blah, 25." then yeah, I probably have a problem. Mm. But like, why? And honestly, that's just, and that's just not healthy. I don't think no. that's a good that's not a good um, standard for us to have for college. Mm-hmm. It's not a good standard for us to have for ourselves as women too, because, you know, throwing that back in, especially when you're that tiny and the rea- like not victim blaming at all, but the reality is we should be alert. We should, you know, I don't want anyone to ever feel like they have to, you know, be on there like scared or anything like that. Cause I'm very big proponent of like, you know, if, go to concerts alone, go to the movies alone, do that stuff, like, have fun, enjoy your life, um, but you do have to be, you know, cognizant, and things like this, like, that's why, also, too, like, I really, if you are going to drink and do all these other things, you cannot do it with people you do not know, like, I have fun, whatever, but do not, like, I, yeah don't do that like, like that be is responsible
1: not... you know like yeah take an uber be with friends like right. make sure you guys all leave the bar or the party together like and i'm sorry all of that stuff here's the
0: other thing too i once again i'm not blaming Lauren. i'm br- blaming the guy for this moment right here he knows that she has a boyfriend why is he spending the entire night with just her Trying to get to her room, trying to bring her back to his room. He
1: knows she has a boyfriend. He, okay. I don't know. That this, I wondered me. if maybe he was giving her drugs or something and that's why she wanted to hang out with him. Because I was like, if she has a boyfriend, what is she doing with this guy? Like,
0: oh, that's what oh, like I, maybe I she, if he maybe was like maybe her plug. Drugs together or, oh, I don't know. But. That never crossed my mind. Mm-hmm. That could be it. Yeah. I, I didn't think. It, to be honest, my first thought was he's trying to get with her, and
1: she's a young girl. That could have been part of it too. I
0: yeah, mean, honestly, could be guys
1: <laughs> have a one-track mind sometimes. Because
0: yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, how, why are you like you? You know, she. You see how drunk she is. You know she has a boyfriend, and you're trying to go to her apartment. That just isn't. I don't see how that could be well. Like I just don't. I don't see how you can positively take that because it sounds like the entire night it was just the two of them. You know, if it, it would be different if like um, like I've have um, another another story. I was out with two of my guy friends and, um, I feel like that's different. Like if it was like two guys and one girl or two girls and one guy, like that would be, but it's just the two of them. But funny story about this, this is a good, like positive. story. I was out with my two guy friends who were at that, um, bar I was telling you guys about. And, um, it was like the best night. It was super fun. So we're like leaving and we're walking back to campus and this girl walks up to me and she's like, Hey, you doing okay? I was like, yeah, I'm doing fine. How are you doing? She's like, okay. Um, do you know these guys? I was like, yeah, they're my friends. And she was like, you don't have to go back with them. I was like, yeah, I know they're, they're my friends. And her friend was like, she's fine. Like, let's go. She's fine. And I was like, you know what? Thank you for looking out for me. I appreciate that. Is that. Really like, nice. that was a really, like, I think about yeah. that moment a lot. I'm like that, that was really nice. I was that perfectly is. fine. They were my friends, but I yeah. like, that's how we should it, do it. It's this. good for her to
1: just check in and make sure, because, <laughs> you yeah. know, like, I feel like we've all seen that stuff where, like, you see a girl leaving a party, and you're like, do I say yeah. something? And it's like, if you think you should say something, say something. Yeah. If she's fine, she'll tell you she's fine. And it's like, not, like,
0: I was flattered. I was like, thank you so much. Like, no one's going to be mad at you if you see something, right. say something. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um... I just I think it's sketch that it was just the two of them I just yeah, I, really do. I agree I, think, I, I feel agree. like and the drug thing does make sense and like her I like I just hesitate I hesitate okay so in high school how I understood all this stuff was very different than mm-hmm. going through college and then graduating and not even like I don't do all that stuff anymore yeah not I, I never did drugs but y'all know what I mean yeah um, yeah I de- <laughs> so, like I definitely waste load
1: down the drink.
0: <laughs> yeah gosh, yeah that is for sure <laughs> Stayed up late till 5 a.m for no reason at all yeah there was no, like, I definitely yeah, don't do that don't anymore. do that <laughs> I, I don't do that anymore so like I just see these things differently because I just and when I was in high school I would see that and I would automatically go in my head like oh, these people they're probably probably that hobo on the street but really these people are like judges and lawyers and doctors and teachers and, you know, doing any and everything like they're not like, it's, it's just these couple of years, four to six, or yeah, I think it's like four, four to six now is the average year people stay in college. It's these four to six years that are like something just different about it. Like, I don't know what it is. (laughs) Like the time stops, these rules don't apply. And unfortunately there are some people who keep staying like that you know, well into their
1: thirties. And that's, well, I feel like either. it's, it's easy in college to just form those bad habits and then graduate and have a hard time shaking them. You know? Yes. Yes. So that I think too. That that's another thing too, is you have to realize like what you're doing right now is setting up your lifestyle. Like yeah. if, if this isn't how you want to be, then start now, you know, cut yeah. down on the drinking, maybe only go out one night a week. Like have a day set aside to, for homework and getting your responsibilities yes. done so that the drinking and the partying doesn't get out of control before it's too late. Yeah, and like pr- like have
0: good friends too. I mean, I definitely had friends that um when I, and I learned this, like some of my friends that I might study with might not be the friends that I would go out with. And that's partially because we were in different majors, but that's also too, because like, you know what, some people, that's your relationship with them. That's just how it is. Yeah. Your relationship with them. And, you know, the reality is you hold, I mean, when you realize that's your relationship with them, then you need to make decisions like you need to make better decisions um what I mean by that is like once you graduate is this person's probably you know if you're going to be in different, you're probably not going to see each other again you're probably not going to talk that much again so when it comes to priorities okay I have this paper that's due but I really want to do so-and-so's texting me I really want to go do that thing with so-and-so I do have this paper due. I don't want to mess up this friendship, blah, blah, blah. Well, you don't really have a friendship. I mean, you have a friendship with this. So just make your priorities. Like you have to get your priorities in order. And this lifestyle that um, Lauren had and that a lot of people have in college just is not sustainable. It's not healthy. And like Abby just said, like some people cannot shake it. Like some people, some people can switch it off. Like I've seen it. It's really weird it's like, whoa, you are so different, Um, but not everybody can, and, you know, the homeless guy down the street, he could have been someone who didn't shake it. Yeah. Not
1: shaming, not trying to, you know, scare anyone, like, that's just reality of the situation. Basically, yeah, when it comes to substances, you do have to be really careful. Yeah. It's, it's easy to, it could be easy for some people to fall into a cycle of just, you know, Snowballing, and it's yeah. like I kind of just have to step back and evaluate and be like, "Is this the life I want to be living? Like, do I want to be doing this all the time? Is this healthy? Is this good for me?" I think asking ourselves those questions is important.
0: Yes, and this also reminds me on the Finding Lauren podcast there was this girl? She actually went to um, Indiana University. I want to say it was like two years after Lauren disappeared. And she said that that is kind of the culture, like what Lauren was doing is kind of the culture. She said that at parties she had been to, people would just take pills just, and she said it was so easy to get access to drugs. So it also, that's reminded me too, that maybe it wasn't even really a, it is a drug problem. Like, I don't want to say it's not a problem, but it could have just been an isolated thing because the girl was saying how like, she doesn't do drugs now or something like that. She was just saying how like, in that college, scene, it was just so easily accessible.
1: Well, and if like, everyone around you is doing it too, it seems normal, and you're like, "Oh, everyone exactly. is doing this; and they're fine. I can do it too, and I'll be fine too."
0: And that's the other thing too. We could talk about for like two more seconds. Is I think we have to figure out how to talk about these things because you're so right. Like, if you see Mar- or your whole life, you're told that like this drug is going to make you crazy and you're going to do the but you see Mary Sue is fine and still acing some of her tests like you're going to be like oh they lied to me here we go down the hatch yeah. and it's like we have to be honest with these things like we have to we have to be honest and we have to be um realistic too I, I think that's another thing too like if you are if you know that you're going to go to this place if you don't want to do drugs for example if you don't want to go to, take pills if if you're at a pill part or something. If you know that you're going to go to a place and they're going to have a bunch of pills, but don't go to the place. It's yeah. hard, but it's going to be so much, it's so much easier to like fight that temptation when you're not there than
1: being the only one there, not doing X, Y, and Z. It's just yeah, that really, sometimes it really is about just setting those hard boundaries for yourself. Yeah. Like really telling yourself, this is something I'm not willing to do. This is a line I'm not willing to cross yes. and like actually sticking to it. It's like the going home at 2am thing, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. You like, I'm setting a rule for myself. I'm going home at 2am and then having a lot of fun and seeing it's one and being like, it's fine, but really having those boundaries and sticking to them, I think are super important. That is, yeah. I think that is, I mean, we're not to the lesson
0: part, but that's a big thing. I want everyone listening to There's think about like so many lessons from this one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but like, that's a big lesson that I, I want to bring up again, though. Like that just setting those boundaries and sticking with them because mm-hmm. we do have to know your line I think the saying is like if you don't know what you stand for you'll fall for anything yes. so if you don't have your boundary for example like I said like cocaine no that is that is a boundary Mallory Finch has absolutely no no that's yeah. and then right. you know the thing's worse than cocaine so meth and heroin all that stuff so like yeah. that is a boundary if you don't have those boundaries and you don't stick with them, I mean, who knows? Like, I could be in a meth house. I don't know how that stuff works. Really, I could be at a, a meth house with a, a random man that's trying to sell my kids to them. You know, like you have to have these boundaries. Yeah. Um. Definitely. Yeah. Okay, so, so that's theory one. And oh, sorry, yeah. really quick. And I want to say another thing too. Like, um, we. I want every woman to be two things. I want every woman to have, to be um, prepared. And I want every woman to um, have fun in the sense of like, I don't want women to go out in the world afraid of every shadow. Like, Oh my God, so I can be kidnapped tomorrow. I am in like a couple of travel Facebook groups and other Facebook groups with women. And people are just always like, I don't know if I should do this, this and that. I'm by myself. Like this perfect example, this girl posted, she, her friends can't go to this concert that she's been wanting to go to for years. And she asked if she should go. And she's like, well, I'm scared I'm going to be kidnapped. Well, the reality is you're more likely to be kidnapped or you're more likely to be kidnapped than human traffic. You're more likely to be human trafficked by someone you know than someone you don't know. That's the first reality. And the second reality is people go out and do things by themselves all the time. You just have to be alert you should know, do not drink that night. You should know, have fun and you don't have to be afraid. And I want, and I think to theory number one kind of just shows it could not be a a random stranger. It's possible that it was people who, you know, I was going to say loved her, but people who, you know, knew her. Yeah. Until
1: they loved her. She (laughs) like had a sort of sense of trust with
0: Right, 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 right. So it's not always like the big boogeyman that's, you know, in the corner with his van um it could just and also too I want to add like the theory with the overdose I don't think anyone thinks that anyone like they maliciously like murdered her like I don't think that's anybody's idea I think I really do think everybody that's at least me I if it was them it was a total accident and they just freaked out and had no yeah address. i think that's
1: that's the theory is that like something happened and her friends like panicked and didn't know what to do and they didn't yeah. want to get in trouble so you know they just hid the body or something yeah. yeah um but yeah uh lauren's family hired a private investigator to look into like the possibility of a fatal drug overdose and i don't know if i necessarily agree with this but he basically said Uh, he doubted that this was the explanation for her disappearance due to the prevalence of the of drug abuse at Indiana University he notably said quote every kid's buying pot cocaine drinking pills I mean it's all over the place so that really can't be the motive behind it and I'm kind of like but why just because it's prevalent doesn't mean like and she had that heart condition
0: like I feel like and not everybody that's on campus there has a heart condition too. I feel like that played a huge role. I
1: Yeah, that's a weird statement to make. This, I, yeah, I don't really necessarily agree with that. I mean, I, I guess he's a, he's a professional. He yeah. must know what he's doing, but I I don't know. I think this, to me, this is the theory that would make the most sense just because the other two theories do not have a lot of evidence backing them up.
0: I, I agree. Um, to counteract that though, Derek, from Crime Weekly, he made a good point that I was like, Oh, this is fair. He was like, The thing is, for them to have gone this long without any evidence means they had to have been practically professionals. And if they're all drunk pretty much that mm-hmm. night, like There's what are no- the odds? Yeah, what are the odds they're gonna be able? And nobody yeah. saw them because um one person was like, Well, our uh the co host Stephanie was like, What if they could have put her in like she was small, so they could have put her in a duffel bag even and um it, but it's like who would not have seen them with a duffel bag at like 6 a.m. you know like it's yeah it is too it was done so professionally it's kind of hard to believe that these um, these college like teenagers pretty much like 20 21 year olds could get away with something like this it, i i think this is the most likely but hearing him say that also is kind of like mm, I don't know, man. Yeah. But I do think I agree. This is the most likely, I think. Yeah. Because sometimes oh. the sorry, last no, thing you're fun. Your <laughs> um, sometimes the most the what is it? How how does that saying go? It's like the most obvious answer is the answer or something like that. Yeah. And I feel like this is the most obvious. Like this isn't this isn't as far fetched as the other ones.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So the the second one is the stranger abduction. Basically, like like you said, the only reason they have to believe that is because they have no evidence. So then then, like the next likely assumption would be that it was someone who was a professional who like knew what they were doing, had it all planned out. Um, But so basically just police haven't ruled out the possibility of it. But Lauren's parents have been quoted saying they do not believe that this is what caused her disappearance. So So.
0: this is my, okay. So I'm like 73rd. I'll say 65, 45. Is that? Yeah. 65, 35. Yeah. I'm like 65, 35 and 35 being this one. The reason why I do have such a high, like, "Hmm, this is possible for this theory is because like, I mean, there's, she just disappeared. There's like nothing of her and this theory was put on by crime weekly as well that i thought was very like hmm they said so the abduction could have been by let's say another drunk student sees her walk in and hears her or like it's like he wants to continue partying too or something like that they go to his apartment and they continue partying in another an accident she overdoses or something like that and he freaks out and he um like he disposes of the body so that's one of the things or it could be like one of those professional serial killer like israel keys types that could have been because i mean i hate not victim blaming but perp- she was the perpetrator's like perfect like she's complete yeah tiny i mean she's mm-hmm. tiny Four eleven, ninety 90 pound that is tiny mm-hmm. she's tiny a a man could eat I mean a weak man could just hoist her up yeah and And she's
1: like not all there because she's she's not all there like yeah so she would be a very unsuspecting person to just grab and take
0: exactly and they could do it quick the only thing so to like counteract that theory (laughs) I thought about is like what are the odds though that they're I mean that you there's no surveillance at all of her like, what are the odds that like someone who kidnapped her or like, even like the drunk student theory that um, Derek suggested that too, like, what are the odds that they did it so well? I mean, what I'm thinking is she goes missing and because no one knows that he was, she was with him, I'm assuming it's him. No one knows yeah. that she was with him. He has time to like, think about a plan, I guess, but I still, I'm just kind of like, what are the odds? Like, what are the yeah. odds? Or it's just, it's kind of like that, Um, I don't know if you know that case where the girl, she was murdered in her Florida apartment and they got the guy, but the one top, like the, it's one of those cameras that like takes the photos instead of like filming the whole thing. And the one, that millisecond that they have of the camera is of a post. You cannot see his face. The what? Mm-hmm. and it's like the craziest, like once in a billion chance and I feel like that I mean it could be a situation like that where like someone took her and like it was just like right at that time they knew that there was not gonna be any camera or it was just like good luck or uh, I don't like saying that it was just chance yeah chance is better (laughs) I don't want to say good luck that's not right but
1: yeah I
0: I 35 percent think this yeah
1: yeah um, so then the third theory is the Daniel Messel theory, who basically yeah, in 2016, he was convicted of the 2015 murder of Hannah Wilson, who was also an IU student. Um, I don't, There, like, really, there's not any connection. He got caught very quickly because he didn't do a good job hiding her body. Like, <laughs> I'm like, how and, did he yeah. do so well then with, like, if, if he is responsible for Lauren, how did he do so well hiding her body or whatever he did and then screw this one up so bad? Like I don't, I, this one, I'm just kind of like, nah, I don't, I don't. I think this is just grasping at straws
0: and yeah, they're
1: trying to find something to go off of. And I mean, I think that's a good thing that they're like actually following up on all of these things that they're, they, that could be a possible lead, but this one, it, it. isn't doing it for me. So yeah. those are the three theories. I mean, it's still she's still missing. She's presumed dead at this point because it's been yeah. more than five years or whatever, I think it's seven. I think it's seven. Yeah. Seven is it? Okay. I think it depends yeah. on the state. I'm not sure, but oh, that's
0: true um, too. it Probably yeah. say, but yeah, so, yeah. That's that's the story. And I just I keep I think about like between the two theories. I just think about like who someone knows at the end of the day someone absolutely knows what happened it's not like she just yeah, people don't just vanish like yeah. somebody
1: knows what happened
0: somebody knows and yeah. whether it's the boys who I feel I mean if it's not them I feel really bad for them because the parents um tried to sue all of them and people still to this day like I know that the girl who runs the Finding Lauren podcast, because this is a ten year anniversary of her disappearance. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the girls that the girl that run the Finding Lauren podcast. She said she like tr- uh, found one of them on LinkedIn, found someone on Instagram, and like if they didn't do that, that's really like I would just for the rest of their life they're going to be attached to this case. Mm-hmm. Like no one is exactly. going to hear like uh, Corey. What's Corey's last name?
1: oh gosh what was his last name Corey Rosenbaum
0: who's Jay no
1: that's Jay Rosenbaum it's Corey Rossman
0: yeah no one's going to hear Corey Rossman or Jay Rosenbaum and not think Lauren
1: exactly yeah so it's
0: like if if they didn't do it that really like oh that sucks That is. they did do it I hope that one day they uh, confess because and also too I'm thinking like so the people who def like, if it was, like, an overdose or something, the people who are definitely involved would be Corey and Jay. I don't, I feel like Mike was just, like, oh, put him to
1: bed. He just kind of got, get her out it, of there. they fell into his lap. <laughs>
0: yeah, and I feel like Mike was just probably, like, oh, God, let me go to my room, lock my door. I don't know what's going on. I'm right, not going to be a like, part
1: of it. So okay, I, I'm going to give this random girl to her friend, and now I'm going to bed. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm washing my hands of it. I don't know this girl. I don't know. Yeah yeah my what's the my name is Bennett and I'm not in it like I feel like that's what (laughs) I feel like that's what he did like he was just not trying to be about it so but I feel like Jay and Corey I feel like whatever happened if it was them like they know what it was and they know to get like it had to happen with them together because also too I'm thinking like if one of them did it I doubt that you know they would all be working together to keep the secret. Like I feel like that's just not. Yeah. I I mean I'm gonna be honest. Don't do a crime with me because I'm not going to jail. I'll. I'm oh, I will. Me. turn I'll, you in. I will turn you, and I won't think twice about it. So yeah, do not no. do a crime with me. I am not.
1: Yeah, I, not I'm one of those people. Definitely the same. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, do not. I,
1: Mallory, gonna, what is your biggest takeaway from this? I know there's a lot.
0: <laughs> okay. Biggest takeaway. I think my biggest takeaway, hmm, I think I have two. Number one is really like be alert and like, don't be so, I just feel like if she wasn't so inebriated, there's so many things that it would have turned out so much better whether she was, I am not even going to acknowledge the Daniel thing, but whether she was, you know, taken by a stranger or whether something happened, something happened because of like a medical issue and they were still there. If she had just like stayed, just had stopped for the night, stayed alert, she would, I really do think she would still be here. Yeah. Um, I think that's one thing. And then the other thing is too, I think like, it's not the friend's fault because, you know, I'm sure we all have had that friend that's like, no, I'm fine. I'm going to go. And you're like, please stay. And like, no, I'm going to go, please. There's stop. no stopping. There's no stopping yeah. at that point. So you know? I'm not going to blame the friends at all, but I do like, I want to be the person who is just like, come on, please. You've got to stay. Like, I, I want to be more alert with that. Cause I know that there's times where, for like, once again, not blaming Jay because it is also It's not his responsibility. I mean, it would have been great if he had just went ahead and walked her to her apartment. That would have been fantastic. But it's not his. The end of the day, it's not his responsibility. Especially when he offered her to stay in her apartment or stay in his apartment, and he didn't necessarily want her to go. Mm-hmm. So it's not. I- I'm not blaming him, but I would like to be better at please just stay with people. I like to be better at like, hey, like that's probably not a good idea. Yeah. Those are two things
1: I got from that. Yeah. What about you? Definitely. Um, I think, yeah, I kind of have two also, I think kind of going off of what you said, I think it's important, like, cause like, I don't think there's anything wrong with like partying in college. Like, I think, I think, you know, a healthy amount of it is okay. healthy. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that really people need to have Safeguard and set up for themselves yeah. like I said draw those boundaries with yourself and really stick to them and if you are going to go out like have a game plan like go out with friends make sure that you guys don't leave each other places like if you go to the bar together leave the bar together if you go right. to the party together leave the party together make sure Do like be checks. looking out for one another. Yeah. <laughs> make sure everyone gets home safe like and you know obviously like plans change but just like really ask yourself like is this a safe thing to be doing like yeah and just you know just really be aware with that kind of stuff. And I think my other takeaway is just to really like watch the substances. Like, you know, in college, obviously everyone's drinking, everyone's partying. It seems really normal, but you know, just because someone else is like getting drunk every night and still has great grades, doesn't mean that that's going to work for you. And I just think it's a slippery, slippery slope. Like I said, like of being like, it's fine. I'm in college. I'm having a good time. And then all of a sudden real life hits and you have like actual stressful things happening. What do you do? You, you know, have a drink every night to chill out. And it's like, I really think that it's just something that people have to watch out for and just really be aware of and reach out to friends too. You know, like if you suspect that your friend has something going on or that, I mean, obviously, not in an accusatory way or anything, but just like really keep an eye out for one another. Like, if I I think if Lauren had some good friends who saw like her kind of spiraling like this and getting into cocaine and like all of this kind of sketchy stuff, and they said, "Hey, Lauren, like this isn't you. Is everything okay?" Like, I I think that maybe they could have put a stop to some of this before it like got out of control.
0: Yeah. No, I I agree with everything you just said, and I just want to reiterate with everyone too that like this isn't um like college doesn't have to be this big crazy like i'm doing drugs i'm sleeping with everyone i'm doing and because everyone around you is probably going to be doing that it's going to feel like you need to too but it doesn't have to be and there's nothing wrong with going out dancing with your friends and having a good time but you do need to have those boundaries and you need to come up with those boundaries before you make any decisions yeah. If you just go into life and you just go into doing things just willy nilly, you're going mm-hmm. to fall for everything.
1: Yeah. Um, absolutely.
0: Last thing I want to say is on the Crime Junkie episode, they talked about this program, which I want to highlight and suggest for everyone. It's called Rachel's First Week. And it's by this lady whose daughter's name is Rachel. And within her, first week of college she passed away Uh, she was at a party and she drank a lot and she fell and she hit her head and her friends like picked her up and like took her to a couch and let her rest and then the next morning they went to go check on her like hey is she doing okay and they were like she looks kind of funky so they called nine one one, but it was too late so she does a thing about like you know safe party um that party uh, etiquette and talks about like um you know going to um like going out with your friends and being alert and things like that so I thought that that's a really good I'm gonna link that in our description bio Definitely. show notes I think that's a really good thing and if you're a parent listening I think it'd be nice to like take a look at for your kids if you're in college I would look at the website see if there's any classes see like get some more information about it. And if you're out of college, I know on the crime junkie, they said they like raise money and stuff like that. If you want to donate, I think that'd be nice to donate to them too. Um, yeah. Cause I think that is also um, just really important because sometimes we go to college and like I said, like I had never seen anyone like that. Like now I know he was like taking a drug and he was just out and I'm sure he's fine now. Um, but like that can, a lot of people, I'm not the only person who had never seen that before and who was like concerned and freaked out. Maybe at that party, I was the only person. Everybody just walked past him. But, you know, at other schools, I'm not the only person. So like, I think these things are good to learn before you go there. before and you also know you can create your boundaries that you can learn about your boundaries like you know what this person offered me cocaine I'm not going to do that oh this random pill I have no idea what it is where it came from you're just giving me a pill not going to take that I think that's super like uh, it's just super important to um to to
1: know so yeah something like that uh anything else you want to add man just stay safe out there guys yeah what I want to say smart decisions you're all smart people yeah you know? just if something feels feels wrong then you're probably right and you, you should go home you know <laughs> yeah yes yes listen to the
0: holy spirit the holy spirit will Absolutely. let you, like that little feel feel you feel when you're like you know what it's two o'clock they're still out here Mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna head
1: home. That yeah. listen to that. Like, don't agree. You're, you're never going to regret calling a night early. You're yes. not gonna miss anything. I promise the yes. same party will happen next week. I was with and you will
0: there will always be another fun time.
1: Yes. Always always. 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 Um <laughs> right, cool.
0: and then just a description. I'll post pictures of her on the website and everything. Uh Lauren is like I said, she is 4'11, 90 pounds, blonde hair, blue eyes. Um, and White, I guess obviously. Um, and you know, if you see her or anything like that, um, there you can I don't know a website or anything, but you can know to literally Google Lauren. Um there's there's someone reported.
1: Yeah.
0: As soon as you go, I'm sure the first link will have mm-hmm. who to contact. So if you do see her or if you have heard something or know something that's credible, that's that will not bog down the investigators, let them know because I mean, she's still missing. We have no idea whether she's alive or if she's dead. You know, after seven years, I do pronounce you dead in Indiana. But who knows? Who knows? You might know something. And that's why doing missing cases is important. That's how, um, but yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks everybody for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.